0: Here it goes, it's your boy Benji B on this couch again, the Cypher podcast, I'm here with my boy Ty.
1: What's up, what's up, B-boys, B-girls around the world, we are out for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about today, bro?
0: Bro, we're talking about breaking, Mm. and after that, we'll probably talk about breaking. And then? Breaking. Ooh. What do you have after that?
1: A little bit of breaking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, honestly, so today we're going to have a little bit chat about... um, the WDSF qualifiers that just happened, you know, yeah. big Oceania big thing.
1: Championship here yeah. in Australia, the first of hopefully many, <laughs> and hopefully not the only one. Man, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. What a weekend! Wild. Very emotional for
0: everybody. Yeah. You know what? Just to cut the fat, how are you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn. All right. So, just to give uh, everyone at home some context. Uh, Ty was actually a major competitor in uh, the Oceania qualifiers. He made it through the prelims, made it into top eight, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where you unfortunately fell out. Mm. Uh, but in saying that, bro, congratulations. It's thank not you, an you. easy thing to do. Yep. Uh, you had to go through the whole country, the whole region, just mm. to get to where you were. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we had to go through a new kind of battle format, the round robin, which we'll get to a bit later. Yep, You know? Yep. Um, But at the end of the day, it's a huge thing. We all knew you were training for it, um, among all the other athletes, guys Mm. and girls, b-boys, b-girls. How are you feeling in hindsight after everything?
1: Mm. To be honest, I'm still processing. Uh, It's pretty, like I said, and I think for everybody, uh, regardless in terms of your place and how far you went throughout uh, the competition, I think it was a really, really big, event for a lot of people a lot of people had um, things on the line and had made a lot of sacrifices Uh, personally like myself and my family we sacrificed a lot and unfortunately came up a little bit short it would have been nice had I got to the top four or even to the final however yeah I, I got taken out in the top eight and there's no hate or anything against anybody or the system it just it is what it is but obviously it's upsetting right like mm. you put everything on the line you sacrifice everything uh and then you don't get the result that you want yeah. um so it definitely takes time to process and now it's almost like damn like now what you know what right. i mean That's huge, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it's uh it's like a scary cliff to be standing on top of to you know have the mountain behind you everything mm. you just climb climb down and then you know where's the next one um but I definitely learned a lot.
1: Like I learned, I learned so much going through the entire process in in order to prepare for Oceania as well as like little, I would say like small, like 1% sort of incremental things that I could add to my training and to like my overall practice. And uh, I guess methodology of how to prepare for an event like this, um, because it's, something that sort of stands on its, its own and there's a particular, uh, I would say, style and a particular type of dancer that would suit that type of um, competition. Yeah. You know, from, I mean? a,
0: from a spectator's point of view, I agree. Mm. I agree. For someone who's been in the scene for a while and seen like the, the styles come in and out, such as yourself being a part of it as well, but um, I shot the event. Mm. Uh, so my company ended up doing the coverage for it. And with a b-boy's kind of background as well, I agree. There mm. is a style out there that the Olympic kind of favors. Style yeah. favors. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: There are certain criteria and certain boxes that you pretty much need to tick in order to be able to do well at this competition.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's crazy because it doesn't it doesn't limit you on creativity. I don't think, but what it does is like in order to t- to tick those boxes you almost have to be quite um, specific on what you're putting in your rounds, mm-hmm. how you're putting it in there. That's what I see anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this I feel like the structure of a set is very streamlined as opposed to how would it be in a regular battle,
1: mm.
0: right? Yeah, definitely. What do you reckon?
1: Um, from my experience and like talking to others, pretty much for this type of format, um, sets were – enable you to win and i guess for those that are listening at home and maybe people that aren't necessarily breakers or dancers uh there are probably two main approaches that come in terms of how you approach a battle and one is set orientated and the other we call freestyle however um each dancer will gravitate towards a particular approach and I'm what am a freestyler
0: we, I'm, I'm
1: similar. Yeah, I'm a freestyler You're a freestyler? As well. yeah. With freestyle, like freestyle for breaking, you have small combinations or small phrases that you put together within your round. And I guess some people have a premeditated approach where they like, oh, okay, I know I'm going to do A, B, C within this round, but how I get there, I don't know how I'm yeah. going to get there. Yeah. And I'll let the music or I'll let the environment dictate what I'm going yeah. to do. However, if you have the other approach where it's a set orientation, Uh, where you've got your combinations, but they're all in the one thing and you've practiced that set routine, like those different combinations. And from start to finish, uh, you know exactly what you're doing. Um, Yeah. yeah. And so for a competition like uh, a WDSF event and for Oceania, it helps to have sets because Mm -hmm. you need to dance for at least – 16 rounds minimum, yeah, if you want to get to the finals.
0: It, it is. It, it's been it's been counting at about <laughs> 15 minimum, 16 minimum. Like when you get to the finals, you're probably going to be putting out probably like 20, to mm. be fair. And that's not just the Oceana qualifiers, right? So um, Ray Gunn and JTAC, as long as, and, and along with the silver and bronze medalists, they're going to go forward to other WDSF comps. Mm-hmm. JTAC and Ray going forward to the Olympics. They're gonna need 20 rounds, and that's against uh, other dancers, the athletes that have way more than 20 rounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's wild, man. Mm. We had a conversation about this before, right? How saying I'm not too sure if the the road to the Olympics for me is the right one. Mm. I don't know if, as a scene, mm-hmm. you know, having 16 rounds, 20 rounds, and having to go through so many just to make it through. Do you know? Not even to the finals or just, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit, um, I, I like to say it like this. Name me another sport where you're doing 16 plus rounds of your activity like within two to three hours. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because jams can go anywhere from two to four Yep. hours you know in terms of like how you are breaking, there are gaps in there but yeah, in terms yeah. of hours of dancing it's like two to four mm. right and you're pumping out round after round after round that's impact on your body that's yep. emotional damage from yep. like wins from and losses
1: also you know like in between each battle you've got to cool down then you've got to warm up again sometimes right. you don't always know when you're on so you have to stay ready the whole
0: day yeah like like I mean, you're not you're not seeing Olympic boxers jump in, have a fight at 9 a.m., call cool off till 11, have another fight, and yeah. then then call cool off for another couple of hours and keep doing that throughout the whole day. It doesn't happen, mm. Do you know. It's it's even if we go in and look at um you know let's look at gymnastics or any of the dance style kind of uh Olympic sports, they're also they're they're studying like a, a set for the whole a routine, for the mm-hmm. whole four years, making sure he ticks every single box. So there's so much pressure for them to do well on on that exact moment. Whereas uh, breakers, we have the same thing, except there's the aspect of the music that changes up. Mm-hmm. You don't know what song you're going to get. You don't know who you're versing. Yeah, so totally. even though I sound like I'm bitching a little bit right now, I think it's exciting.
1: Yeah, it's definitely exciting. And I have to remind myself, like, this is not the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was going to as, ask you
0: that. Where's your mindset? Yeah, now? yeah
1: as much as like, uh, I know myself and a few other people that have invested so much time and energy and didn't quite get the result that we all wanted. Um, but this is technically only the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's still going to be a wave that's going to come. Um, how it looks may be different to what we had expected, um, especially for myself. So now it's about uh, understanding that I just need to keep going, keep pushing, redirect my energy, put my energy into this um, and keep building because, yeah, there's definitely more opportunities to come,
0: you know, like as one door closes, another door opens. Mm. Um, I think that's something I've been trying to um – Whisper into everybody's ear who who competed, because mm. uh, for me it was like just to bring it back a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For me it was emotional watching you guys compete mm. because a lot of you are, have been my friends for so long, mm-hmm. and I've trained with you. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I've trained with like Paulo, I've trained with Law, everyone who had, Gerard, everyone who's like really really invested. We've seen Jeff go from like you know little kids to what he is now to taking yep. out the gold. And everyone had a different journey on the day. Yeah, yeah And totally. I thought that was crazy, right? Like I, w- I would go in and you'd, you'd catch G and Gerard was just in this like zen mode. And he, his mindset is it's just another battle, mm. right? It is the Olympics, but it's just another battle. Mm. Then um, I think you and Pilo sit very similarly in mm. how much you've invested into this. And, um, and maybe you guys perform better that way. Mm. Uh, everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong. But I did see that you guys had so much more weight on yourselves, both of you performing amazingly, mm. right? I haven't seen, I've seen you guys, haven't seen you guys break that good in a while. And so I knew that all your training was paying off. Mm. You never know till the day, right? No, no. Totally and then not. you've got someone like Law who comes in and like, he's just traveled the world and he's like, you know what? I'm ready for it. I may as well jump in anyway, but he's not. He's a bit more like of a free spirit while he's in yeah, there, yeah, Do you totally. know. What I mean? And then you've got yeah. Jeff, Jay yeah. Tack, yeah. Take, yeah. taking out the gold. Yeah. Man's been training since he was out the womb. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so and big shout out to Rhonda because
1: Rhonda's been investing yeah. so much into Jeff. Jeff has put in a lot of hard work. Big love to J-Attack. Congratulations on getting gold. Yeah. Uh, but also big love to Ronda and to Team Cream. They've really yeah. developed him as well as Benamex
0: Yeah, he Benemix. He's in second
1: place. Um, both of them but, you together. Know, like, they've been travelling, Ronda and Jeff have been travelling themselves, flying themselves to so many different WDSF events these past couple of years in order for him to gain experience yeah. and to, like, continuously grow. And it's obviously shown. He know? is
0: the example of breaking can be an athletic sport outside of the dance because mm. he still has the love for it as a as a, as a craft, as, as a creative craft and as a dance. But you can really see that putting the mindset in and the work ethic in as an athlete can pay off. Yeah, totally. Um, and there's space for them. Mm. There's a space for that kind of style of breaking, which I think is good. But going back again, that's, that's what I was emotional about watching you guys because I'd see you go through all of your – kind of emotions at differently different times um so what does that mean you know going into now what's next for title um. you know the big title <laughs> <laughs> you know i didn't know i didn't know what that was when i was watching it and i was like is that like a like a, t- rah, like, a like a tiger was like, and then and then i was like yeah oh, wave that comes up it's the tidal bro."
1: I've seen you so
0: many times in the lead up and I had no idea like what that was. Oh man, good time. But yeah, what's next, man?
1: Uh, What's next? I don't know. To be honest, like I said, I'm still figuring that out. Um, It'll take some time to process. Like I've accepted it. Um, But now it's just like, yeah, definitely doubling down on this. Decipher, we need to pump it up because... There's going to be more opportunities available to us and to the rest of the community.
0: Hey, that's um, a call out to everybody. So if, if you enjoy Decipher and you feel like you've got something important to say you want to bring up, DM us because we would love to have anybody and everybody on here. Definitely. As many people as we can. We are not gatekeeping. The door is open. No, this is for you guys. The couch is for you guys. So there's a big space right here. We have another attachment over there. We can bring we in. We could
1: possibly host a jam.
0: We... We could possibly, <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. We could possi- If someone
1: wanted to help us do that,
0: we would um, love to do that. I'm also looking into possibly, just possibly, getting a whole crew on here. Ooh, that do you know, know what I mean? Could be a thing, could be a thing, fly in your crew. Yep. Sheesh. But your yeah. crew
1: got smacked to talk? Come get it. You uh, want that smoke? Let's start some beef. Sheesh.
0: Ooh. Ties off that goodie two shoes. I'm <laughs> an athlete and buzz now. He's like, I'm in. I got my own go. I'm in. I'm oh. ready. All right, man. Hey, there is something I wanted to bring up before we kind of move away from the whole Olympic chat. Yep. Um, New battle format. That was yep. exciting, right? Round robin. Yeah, before we go into
1: that, like, let's actually talk about the results okay. and then
0: we can talk about how, yep, the, how we sure. got
1: there. So, in terms of uh, top four B boys, we had Duke coming in fourth. Jeez. Man, long time coming. Duke yeah. has been killing it for yeah. years. Then we got Gerard Katek came in at third place, took the bronze. Yeah. Then Benemex came yeah. in at second. And Jeff Jatek came out at first place. Crazy, man.
0: Crazy, crazy yeah. results.
1: Big, um. big day of battles. In the B-Girls, we had... Do you remember in fourth place was it Geraldina? Yeah, uh, you got
0: Geraldina G Clef from Flotality.
1: Yeah, and then third place was Hannah. Hannah. And then second place was Molly. Yeah, from SKB. Yeah, Woolen Gangsters. And then first place was Raygun, Raygun. Rachel, 143, Vanguards <coughs> of Style. Raygun. Yeah. So big, big congratulations to those eight yeah. people that will be representing. Australia. So Jeff Jettac and Raygun will be going. Go to go straight to Paris. To Paris,
0: to right? the Olympic
1: Games next year, So They don't have to.
0: They don't have to battle anymore. They, they just got to do, train. Yeah,
1: yeah, they just got to right. prepare. July, August next year is yeah, going to be, be the twenty twenty-four yeah. Olympic Games in Paris. What does second that mean place, for silver, silver, and bronze. bronze, and fourth? So second to fourth place, they have qualified for the OQS, the Olympic Qualifier Series, and it's two events, one's in Shanghai and one's in Budapest. And I believe there's only 40 slots. I'm not sure if that's correct, but I think there's only 40 slots from around the world that will go to the OQS. Yep. So they're the top 40 in the world. I think it is 40. And then they'll from there, that. they'll cull to I think maybe seven or eight positions yeah. Then will qualify from the Olympic Qualifier Series. Into the Olympic Games, right? So they've already. So there is a already, chance
0: that we can get some more Australian. Definitely, athletes Definitely, there's in there. a chance
1: that we could get some more Australian athletes into the Olympic Games. Um, however, there's already, I think, five or six people, both men and women, that have qualified for the Olympic Games already. Okay, for yeah, those yeah. seven
0: spots that are remaining, that five. more. yeah, of them yeah, yeah got. exactly. So through, at the moment, the there's other two. games. There
1: was European Games, yeah. Pan American Games. I think there was an Asian Games and African Games, and then there's Oceania. So far, yeah. I know.
0: Hey, Olympic tings, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for everyone who's not a breaker and just a fan of it, um, go support, go support. Uh, you that is, Duke, Jardina, Hannah, uh, and Benemex. and Gerard, and Gerard, there's and Molly, and Molly. Yeah. So there's six. This those six, um we'll probably end up putting their faces like yeah, in the social grabs so yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: got, and we'll try to get some of them on
0: yeah 100 100 i think you know just a little sliding in there i think we've been trying to line up jeff in december oh right so we get to talk to the gold medalist the males gold medalist yeah maybe we'll try and get ray in mm-hmm. um around the same time too yeah that'd be great but yeah show the support is big it's a big one for us and then after this olympics we go in for a little bit of hiatus until we get another chance that everyone will be back in training into the lab to go again. So, man.
1: And to be honest, like, it's going to be a good show. Regardless if you are watching breaking at the moment or dance in general, like, this is the top tier, this is the highest caliber of breaking athletes in the world. Um, And they have given everything to this dance and to... Uh, increase their athleticism you know most of the people that have qualified are already full-time athletes uh, they train almost every day they all have personal trainers they all have physios they're doing everything yeah. as if they are because they are like i mean we you ended pro- up
0: getting a physio you started um training with a proper like training lab you mm-hmm. know they were checking your body out and like how how like all the how, how was that tell me a bit about that again um, so I still train with them. So
1: I, I see a physio. I see two physios. I see one based in Alexandria, uh, Sports Lab. Big what shout out that to that those guy. guys. They, um, they have been helping me out and supporting my, my journey. And then I also see another physio. His name is Roop. His is iMove Physio. He's in Rockdale. Big love to that guy. And then uh, the people that program my strength training and my recovery, uh ethos performance and they work Mm -hmm. with a lot of ufc fighters that come out of australia actually i'll share a clip um in my socials from a couple of months ago i did a screen with them where they tested all my mobility and my strength and my oxygen intake and that kind of stuff um and then i was working also with uh another guy from the netherlands his name is rabani big shout out to rabani some people know some people don't Mm know um yeah He's a G. He works with some of uh the people from Hustle Kids and So you were
0: working with him uh in terms of what leading up?
1: Uh he helped me with my breaking and my oh, yeah. approach to breaking at the start of the year. If yeah. you could
0: have one takeaway from what um obviously he's uh he's a professional. One takeaway from trading with all of these uh, professionals moving in as an athlete, what would you say?
1: I think uh it's important for athletes to have coaches. It's important for dancers to have coaches because they can see things that you can't see. They can keep you accountable. Uh, they can correct your mistakes and they can give you a different sort of approach. And, you know, like every great athlete or every great sportsman has a coach okay. and there's no reason why uh, us as dancers shouldn't have coaches either or mentors mm. because they're the ones that are going to initially boost us up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They give us their whole experience and then they give something else. Yeah. And so it just only makes us better.
0: They try their best to make you your best. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So talking about best of the best, let's go to the round robins. Mm. Right? This is uh, 4, eight, twelve, sixteen. 16. Top 16, usually it would just be top 16 bracket yep. going through. Yeah. Right? In... The world, no one really, or not that I know of, uh, it's not the norm to do a round robin where everybody versus everybody in their group in order no. to, to go through. That happens for the in Olympic, soccer and football, is that yes, right? Yes, yeah. in certain rounds they will. Um, we've but never, breaking, done, it. We've yeah, never yeah. done that in breaking because in breaking usually it's you just usually verse the person next to you in the bracket and then you yeah. go through. Uh, so and it
1: starts at the top of the table and you just cull. Yep. You cull and cull and cull and cull until you get to the top two and that's your final and then you get one winner. So yeah, having a round robin is definitely very different.
0: Yeah, so it started out, you had four groups of four. So bang, bang. In each group of four, those four competitors had to verse each other once. And along the way, they would rack up a total of 16 points for every battle. Um, And that would rack up. So you would see each four go and the person in the highest of that group in terms of points will then go through. Yep. it was crazy, man. Uh, from the competitor side first, mm-hmm. you know, it brings a new dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Right, you've got points coming in. Uh, you you can do your best, yet fall off at the end, and someone can eclipse you. Yeah. Because they might verse someone, and they absolutely clean out the rounds. Yeah. So you might have four great battles, walk away with. Eight, nine points so you edge over just over mm-hmm. amazing battles shows that you're the most amazing dancer out there yet by points you know like you're kind of here where like someone can just get that one battle clean out all 16 points and skyrocket them to the top of the board yeah so from a competitor's point of view how did you like the round robins um
1: how did i like the round robin to be honest um i think it was good um, I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoyed it. It's definitely, it's challenging in a different way, right? Like in order to get to the top 16, you had to, for us, we were fortunate that there were only a certain amount of qualif- uh, competitors within the event. So they only chose the top 16. Yeah. So I think your preliminary round is actually harder technically than a top 16 round Robin, just because you need to showcase yourself more and prove that you can get to that stage. Because once you get to a battle stage, I actually personally find it easier because all I have to do is battle. I don't have to prove to anybody else that I need to be here or I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Because a
0: prelim is like in the qualifier as it is in a lot of other places. In a prelim, you, you battle someone. There is someone on the other side of the dance floor yet there is a chance that either both of you make it through or none of you make it through. Yeah. And so that's what Ty means by saying he has to showcase more of himself because you're you're basically getting compared slash judged against everybody that's exactly. in Exactly.
1: It's you battling everybody else. Yeah. And so you have to prove to the judges who in this case had no idea who we were, which mm-hmm. was great because they were non-biased. Uh, so you needed to showcase to them that you were good enough to get to the next stage. Right. Right, So then by the time it gets to the top 16, uh, if we go back to how we approach a competition like this, sets definitely make it easier to be able to progress in this type of competition because you need to have at least 16 rounds. So in part of my preparation, I am not a set b-boy. However, I had to change my approach so that I could – battle within this context Uh, so when it came to the top 16 I already knew what I was going to do I had my six sets available and I just need to to go back to my phone review a little bit and I'm like sweet cool and it's just like you know the blessing of it is you know you have to do three battles you know you have to do six rounds if you're prepared it's just grueling Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you just have to keep going and you have to just keep executing and uh, trust in yourself and keep doing the thing. It's not like, like obviously you have to, you care about the result, but you have more of a chance to pass if your performance is on point.
0: It almost sounds like a bit more of a long game chess style. Yeah. You know, you're, you're setting out your attacks from before you even enter the battle yeah, yeah definitely. and you're just hoping that these plays are good, right? Yeah. So from on my end, that sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong here, does it feel like it's pulling a little bit of like the creativity of of watching someone dance before you and then choosing a round suited to that because you've got six rounds, right? Are you Are you structuring, okay, I'm going to do this round first, one to six, or do you have... Are you going in with the freedom to say, okay, I'll do my first round, then, oh, look, I should probably pull out my fifth round here. If, um, if I was... Um, sorry, we're taking a look into your tactics right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
1: fine. I'm happy to share. If I was even more prepared and in touch with having sets, yeah. I'd probably be able to do the latter of being mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I can do one in five. However, uh, because it was still quite fresh for me, Um, uh, What I would do is I knew the six rounds that I wanted to do within the top 16. However, every battle I I would look at the person that I'm versing and I would make adjustments to my rounds and I might change which round will go where and I actually might change which moves that I would use. Um, So I would have like, let's say A, B, C, D in round one and then I've got G, E, F, H in round two. And then I'm like, oh, I don't think H is going to work in round two. So I'm going to take that out. I'll put that in the bottom and then I'll pull out one of my other moves from a different round and put that in. And I'm right. Like, oh, Okay, sweet. That's going to be better to complement and better off against this person and their particular style. So
0: when you're not on the, on the dance floor, right, you've just done round one. Yeah. Prelims. Yeah. And you've used so-and-so rounds. You've used A. Um, you've gone into the first round of the round robins. Yep. Also,
1: the other thing is, uh, with this type of competition, they highly emphasize uh, one of the criterias is vocabulary. Mm. And what that means so is no, okay. quantity as well as quality of movements. Um, there's a bit of a like disclaimer there that you shouldn't repeat. However there's also a bit of gray area in terms of if it is done in a way that's different to how you did it before, they will accept it. Mm -hmm. However, if it's done, and we're talking about a certain type of move, let's say it's a signature move. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, if it's done exactly the same way that you did it the last time, then it's going to actually deduct a point and they're going to mark a point against you. So for these 16 rounds, ideally – you would not repeat any of your movements. Right. However.
0: But that's so hard, right? Just yeah, to cut in, yeah, right? Yeah. Like there, there aren't, arguably, there, have there, 16, aren't, there aren't 16 different power moves. Do you no, know what no, I mean? No. To have right? 16 high-quality, like, high yeah, quality, is, right?
1: like <laughs> world-class rounds yeah. is almost nearly impossible. And actually Max from uh, Momentum, Momentum and from WDSH, yeah? he gave us a briefing and he was like, look, even the best in the world don't have 16 to 20 rounds. However what they do is they have different ways of how they mix their vocabulary. Your transitions. Exactly, their transitions, maybe little variations of their signature moves that make it a little bit different to how they used it to the last time so that they are able to sort of get away
0: with it. But you know what I love about that? I think it keeps it to the essence of breaking mm. because breaking is like that. If, you, if you're in, a, if you're in a, a battle outside of the Olympics, you can't be doing the same stuff. Like no. the judges will see that and I'll be like the competitors will see that. They'll start yeah. counting on you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I I see it, but when you have 16 rounds in a day, like that is a tough thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean? And like we were we were lucky that, yeah, it was over two days. We only had to do seven on day one. And then on day two, it was top eight all the way to final, which is about nine rounds.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but there's also positive and negative from both sides. Yeah. You know, some people doms, find onset
0: it, of DOMS. DOMs.
1: Some people find it easier to battle all in one day because you're mentally Mindset. more prepared and you're within it. Sometimes it's harder to go back into day two and switch it on again.
0: But other then you people, have other people who excel in that. Exactly. They can rest,
1: they can recover, they can yeah. mentally prepare again, you know, like it's each to their own. However, to sort of sum it up in terms of the round robin, like I think it's a great thing. It definitely pushes those that are a part of it. Like I have know I've grown a lot from being a part of this process and preparing for this competition. Um, is it for every jam? No, it's not, you know, like mm, yeah. there are certain jams that, yeah, like it would be good for from an athletic point of view. And, you know, having – the production behind that event and having the screens up and having like yeah. how the judges marked made it more interactive with the audience, you yeah. know, and it made it
0: more exciting. It was much easier. Say I didn't understand breaking at all. Having the counting system with the with the coloured tiles to say who's won how many points, like that was exciting because so even if you didn't understand, yeah, you'd be yeah. like For those
1: a- of you at home that didn't go to the event, um, so what they did is each – It's a one-on-one battle. So you've got one person on one side, one person on the other side. Mm -hmm. They had two screens, two big um, projector screens. And they had animations on there. Yeah, and the judges were on the the background of the stage. And on the screens after one round of the battle, so let's say Dancer 1 goes in, he does his thing, comes out. Dancer 2 goes in, does his thing, comes out. Then on the screens in the battle, the judges will do their scorecards and it's this either blue or red. It's so it's either going to be dancer blue or it's going to be dancer, dancer red. And this is live. Yeah. And they reveal the scores as the battle is happening at the same time. And what this does is it gives more transparency to us, the audience, the watchers, to be able to understand, okay, like it's going this way. Yeah. And you know, like in a normal, Jam or a normal normal competition, it's either judge just points, and it doesn't give any sort of idea of why or how. And we had, I think it was about ten judges, and you know you could see not everybody voted in terms of one person's direction. It was a little bit like, and it got to the point
0: where there was three rounds, Mm. right? So you would, you'd see the back and forth, which was super interesting because you'd see like. Ty would take one round and he'd, he'd clean out all of the dots on blue. And I would go in and I'd take that second round, also taking all red dots, right? And then it makes it more exciting because yeah. you're like, damn, I've got, to put it, I've got to pull it out now. Like yeah. I've got to put it on the line. Or sometimes you see that someone's edged out one round by one point. Yeah. And then so to go off that point, now as the dancer on the dance floor, because you've experienced this, yeah. You've done your round yeah. and you see the opponent. He's looking at the screen. Yeah. So you take a look at the screen. You see your one point down or one point up. Yeah. What does that do, like right then and there in that moment? Uh,
1: in honesty, to me it didn't change anything because uh, for the battle in particular where um, I didn't pass, which was the top eight against Benemex. And it was a best of three rounds. So it wasn't a three-round battle. Yeah. It was a best of three rounds. So it could have been two rounds or it could have been three rounds. And what happened was Benji took the first round, I took the second, and then we had a tiebreak round. Mm. However. That was hype. Yeah, yeah. That was it was hype. mad Everyone hype. Was like, oh, I, think, I think our bro, battle was one bro. of because the battles of the day. I
0: think so too. Um, Honestly. Because
1: actually in that top eight, our battle was the only one that made went to a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Everybody else's yeah. battle, that one person had cleaned it up and they took it.
0: Um, and put it this way, sorry, before you continue, just to set the scene. Ty is someone who's quite well-rounded. He's got really good foundation. He's got really good power and he hits freezers. So Ty, is, is for me, is a well-rounded uh, athlete in this setting. Benamex is one of those young monsters. Do you know what I mean? He flies, he man. He Has like everything. He flies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's only like fifteen or sixteen. Man, he yeah. I think I think he's like fifteen. Yeah, and this right? is what
1: I mean. Like
0: him and Jeff,
1: Jtech they are the type of dancer that will do well at this kind of, kind yeah. of competition, just yeah. because of their athleticism. They're young. They can, they can do a lot.
0: Yeah. Um But it was a good it was good matchup. It was good. It was a good exchange. Because you do have the power to match in. Yeah. Right? Uh so just And I it could have gone
1: either way. It, it
0: could have gone it almost, either way. It yeah, almost yeah, did. Yeah. It was very, very right? close. It was
1: yeah. very close. That's what breaks my heart. But it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I just go cry at home. I
0: had a tissue, but <laughs> I had a tissue for this no, moment, it's all good. but I think it's a it good it <laughs>
1: Um it's good it competition. It happens, eh? Yeah, it happens. And that's the thing, right? Like in a battle, it can go to anybody. Mm. And I think there were definitely favorites for Oceania. However, like, it could have gone to anybody at any time. You know, like, mm. anything can happen. There's no right. um, there's no set of, like, who it's going to be. Right. Um, but, yeah, going back to this format. So, Benji takes one. I take one. It goes to a tiebreaker. Um, but I had already prepared... For three rounds, right. So I knew what I needed to yeah. do. So you had it. You yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Did I do what I was supposed to do? Not okay. quite. <laughs>
0: well, oh, that's another story. Did you crash? I, all didn't all crash. Right? I didn't crash.
1: I didn't crash. I kept it clean. Yeah. I kept it clean. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't quite. See I when, didn't when I was d- watching
0: back the footage. I didn't see any
1: yeah, yeah, there was no crashes on yeah. this side. Man was clean. Man was mm. didn't repeat. Uh, but I didn't put the full stop on the end. So that's all good. Yeah. yeah. You live
0: and you learn. Yeah, yeah, totally. You level up.
1: Feedback. I got feedback for myself and this will help probably other people too. Like when you get super hyped, like honestly, just take a breath. Like take a breath before you go in. Take a breath while you're in there, and take your time. There's not. There's not. uh, Don't let the emotions or the feelings take control of yourself, and don't rush in. Because it's so crazy you say
0: that. Because like in the few battles that I have jumped in. The ones where I'm sitting, I'm going, yeah, I've got to get this energy up. And you start bringing it up. And then it's great to have all that energy. It makes you feel good in the moment. But once you're on the floor, you're like, what do I do with all of it? Yeah. And yeah, then it comes yeah. out in like a loose CC. Yeah. It, you it, need it to it learn to up.
1: harness your energy yeah. and stay calm because then you make better decisions. You're more focused. So, yeah, breath is so important.
0: So, yeah, it's all about leveling up, yeah. right? It's all about... Uh, being better as you were in the last battle, being better as you were before the Olympic qualifiers. Mm. But in the lead up to the Olympic qualifiers, there was a lot of learning that you had to do specifically being announced as a Oz um, breaking mm. dancer, athlete. Uh, so that brings me to the question of media, man. Mm. It's a very, very real thing. Uh, In the lead up to the qualifiers, you were on Channel 7, you were on Channel 9, South by Southwest got you to perform, you came in clutch there, pulled that out. So how important is it now for athletes to be able to hold their own in media?
1: I think it's very important and I think it's um, not underrated but maybe not valued enough underestimated yeah i um i'm very fortunate that with my experience from hosting street shows and doing a lot of performing and not just battling but learning how to interact with people and from coaching and that kind of stuff that's definitely helped me feel comfortable to speak and to speak in front of camera um and it's really important for all of us that take this next step to educate ourselves within media so that we better represent the, um, the scene because the general public aren't going to take us serious unless we are professional. Yes, yeah, right? for sure. So it's really important that we learn to speak well, to have the vocabulary available, as well as to be able to present our culture in a way that can be digested. Beautifully by the audience.
0: I feel like you really got to take a second before you jump onto TV to really think or the radio to think about what you're going to say about breaking Mm -hmm. because with any culture, it can step on the toes of other people. If you don't say things correctly, you could give misinformation.
1: And that's why it's really important for Channel 9, Channel 7, all these TV channels to include us, Mm. right, to include the breaking scene. They actually know the people they know the community they know the terminology to be able to speak about our culture. Yeah, it's really important that it gets represented in the correct way.
0: Yeah, representation is a massive thing and something I've been thinking about just to stay onto this media topic and this is now bringing it into the scene, something reflective into the scene. it's something I saw on a on a breaking Australian breaking forum where we had Gerard. Um, have an opportunity, and I, and I mean it, the word there is opportunity to speak on breaking mm. um, uh, uh, after his win at Red Bull. And he started mentioning Cruz that he was around. And it angered a few people, you mm. know, in, in the – I don't know if you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. right? And I think we should talk about that. I really think we should. Uh, I understand where the anger comes from, but my point of view here, jump in whenever you feel like it, is – we have a dancer that was given an opportunity to speak on their perspective on their journey in their breaking journey, uh, career right i do not think it falls on his shoulders or her shoulders to then go out and list every single crew from from the birthing of like australian breaking i and do you know what i mean <laughs> and at the end of the
1: day he is not the person or the, or she, like they are not the people that write the article, right? No. The people that are within the media team are the ones that are the editors and they decide to take what you say or what Gerard said and use it or not. So you can't blame that person for trying their best to represent the scene. However, it's been taken by somebody else and they've decided to water it
0: down and yeah. put in whatever they think is suitable. Put it this way, I'm a videographer, right? I do editing all day, every day. I will shoot somebody for an hour and I have to make a two-minute edit. What happens to the 58 minutes of shooting that I've just done? Right? So if somebody out there is not a dancer and they're constructing a story of something that they don't know, of course they're gonna miss our details. Now to fix this issue, right? And I just wanted to call it out because it's something that we can have a more positive relationship with in the future. Mm -hmm. It isn't the duty of the one, it's the duty of the person and responsibility to make sure what they do say is correct, you know, and what they do say is not, um, negative. Mm. Right. But it's like we said, it's not their responsibility to start listing out like 40 years worth of history. Mm. Now, it leaves an opportunity for the rest of the scene, for the OGs out there that had their toes stepped on, where are the platforms where we can send people to go and find this information? This is like Ooh. what Decipher is for, right? Yeah. So in 20 years from now, the new Gerard can go out uh, at Channel 9 and say, you know what, this is my part, this is my take on the scene, but you know where you can find real information? Go hit up a guy named Troy. Go to, go hit to Decipher. Benji and Ty, they've been documenting all that they can, right? Obviously, this is not just to pump us up, but, like, it's a genuine kind of bit of advice. Let's start collating our information as a community and, like, have it somewhere. So someone like Dry can be like, you know what? There are hundreds of more crews out there, which is what he said. This is where you can find them. Mm. Uh, And I think that's a more positive way to do it. And I'm not calling out anyone for speaking up because it allows us to have the conversation. Conversation is great, so but yeah, that's um that's the media talk, right? I think we kind of pushed through a lot of that Olympic talk. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's kind of where I wanted to get down, see where you're at, because uh, it was fun for me to watch as a spectator. And I think me from a videographer's perspective is that if I found it entertaining, I think the general population will start to find it entertaining. And, I agree, and that's and the I goal. Think-
1: And I think the level of production of that event, how it was run, how the dancers danced, you know, it was very, very like it was a good show. Yeah. And I know those people that came to watch enjoyed themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like we need more of those events. Like that needs to be one of the standards that we need to maintain to be able to continuously grow our community to have it digested by a general community as well in the general public. We and need keep it, it interactive, for, you know.
0: Yeah, and we need it for a positive ecosystem. You need yep. the big with the small. Yeah, you need the grassroots jams. You need the raw jams, the cipher only jams. But then you also need these big production, high scale events uh, because it's where we get to have fun. Yeah, you know? totally. It brings out different energies. Yeah. Uh, Ty man. I appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about your experience. Um, I know before this, year it was it was a tough thing to jump into. Mm. Um, and it probably will be for a minute. Yeah, totally. Right? But thank you, man. And I think you being vulnerable and talking about your experiences on the competitor side will help other people that were in the same kind of boat mm. or the next gen who go down that path as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if anything, like... Um
1: I do want to honestly say like, I am so happy for everybody that made it through. Uh, There's no animosity, there is no hate towards anyone or the system or anything. Uh, It's definitely a blessing to be a part of it. And if anything, an event like this and and an experience like this not only betters myself, but it also betters the entire scene. Everybody gets to grow and everybody is going to develop, you know, and it's going to pave a very, very bright future for the next generation, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, I Mm. agree. I agree. So let's get amongst it. Yeah. Let's, um, everybody out there, let's just continue to be a part of it because this is only one step. This is just another battle. It is just another battle. Just another battle. Uh, So... And it's going to happen again another four years, another eight years after that, Do you know? So. Time got- to get your kids ready. Hey. Time to start teaching. Hey, we've actually got battles. We've got a lot of battles. We're right in the middle of battle season mm-hmm. in Australia. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of um, events coming up. So get amongst it if you're new to the scene, if you just want to come and watch and you don't even dance, like reach out to us. We'll point you in the right direction. But I think that's all we have time for today on Decipher Podcast. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I hope you enjoy your travel to work. I hope you're parking up just fine right now at work, at home. Maybe you're on a road trip. Sunsets outside. You listen to our beautiful voices at the end of the day. Thank you. Big love. Thank you. Like, share, Spotify, YouTube,
1: Instagram. We need to get as much exposure as possible so that we can spread the word and educate more of our general pop, as well as get more of our stories
0: on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we can
1: continuously grow our community.
0: Don't be afraid to reach out to us for anything. Just message us. All right, guys. Thank you. Casafa out. Let's go. Peace.